No, keep going. We're recording. Let me see if he can run it, run it. Mm-hmm. If your man's on the floor, Ooh. if he ain't, Ooh. let me know. Yeah. Let me see if he mm. can run it, run it. Let me see if he can run it. Chuckstar. Oh. That was good. No, it wasn't. All <laughs> right. <laughs> was, uh, I'm embarrassed. We're going to cut that out. Um, welcome, <laughs> everyone, to Chuck Stars. Welcome Chuck back Star. to Chuck Stars. This is our episode uh, three. And uh, no one ever thought we'd make it, you know, no one ever. Yeah, I remember people telling me when I was a kid, you know, you'll never you'll never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. You'll, you know, your life is kind of meaningless. You're not going to do anything. I'm like, Dad, stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are those people up to now? <laughs> They're doing really well. Yeah. <laughs> um. And they weren't wrong. And, and it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's OK. Um well, welcome back to Chuck Stars. Uh, if you're f- unfamiliar with this podcast, let me explain it to you. This is two hosts, myself, Joshua Floyd, and Mr. Jacob Gidry. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hola. Hi. Yeah. And uh, it's called Chuck Stars, and it's all about um, whatever we want to talk about at, at the moment, at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think mostly it would probably, you know, center around comedy, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, we've had what one guest so far correct yes. <laughs> and, and that didn't have anything to do with comedy so i don't know it's yeah it's whatever and, and you might after this episode you might be calling me a guest i don't know if i'm gonna do this anymore um <laughs> this is lame i don't want to play <laughs> i don't play this game <laughs> honestly this is like wednesday it always seems like the start of my week like i have just like a, normally i have like big shows on the weekend um and then like Monday, Tuesday, Monday, like got extended for like the, you know, the, the, I don't want to say weekend, but that's what it feels like. I've, honestly, dude, what I do feels crazy Yeah, because I, I like, I'll tell people what I'm doing and they're like, you get paid to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I do. I don't, I don't get right. it. Yeah. I don't get it, but people are into it. They come out and they enjoy it. it you're having too much fun. That's the problem. I'm having way too much fun. <laughs> they're looking at their daily job going, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I will literally move into my mom's house, live out my car, do whatever it takes to keep this lifestyle up. Cause I can nice. see the progression happening. And I know that eventually one day it's going to flip to where I'm like, instead of just making it by, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be, you know, making, I'm going to be the man who's going to run it on the floor. Nice. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. You know, what's the ultimate goal for you? Is it like, I want to just be like a famous comedian or I want to have a show on Netflix or I want to like, what would be like the, what's your, you know, what's the end game? What's, what would be the dream end game? If you'd asked me that two weeks ago, yeah. I would not be able to tell you because okay. I'd kind of lost my way. I didn't really know what I wanted, but now I've, I've spent the past two weekends going out to different things. I know last week we talked about the anime convention that I went and did. Uh, and then we talked, Oh, but this past weekend right. I went out to Paris, Texas for the Tower City Comedy Festival, put on by Daryl Felsberg. Fantastic festival. Daryl's a fantastic comedian uh, as well as producer. And where is Paris, Texas? It's like, uh, it's not that far from the Oklahoma border. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's gotcha. like still pretty close to, like, whenever I was telling people, like, I'm from New, I'm from, uh, New Orleans, everyone think, oh, you're from Louisiana? How just far are you from New, New Orleans. Orleans? Yeah. <laughs> far enough not to smell it. <laughs> Only just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I would tell them, like, yeah, I'm very close to the Texas border. And they're right. like, oh, Shreveport. And I'm like, no, that's not. But that's because that's where they're close to it at. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah it's, like, super sense. high up. Why is it Tower City? What is that? What is the tower? It's Z- Paris, Texas. And they have a fake, they have, like, a mini <gasps> Eiffel Tower. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 
That yeah, but I also thought I saw three homeless people doing Eiffel Tower. So <laughs> that's something else entirely. They that's got a couple of them going on over there. <laughs> hey, stop that! <laughs> eh, keep going. They're homeless. What is yeah, the best what you, part of their day? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I used to date a homeless girl. It was awesome because I could just drop her off anywhere. It was great. <laughs> I got a, um, I got a first look into uh, the difference in our ages last night. You texted me. At twelve oh six a.m. Correct, and I texted you back. What I would imagine is that's a normal time for you to text, and then I texted you back at like six thirty this morning, which is a normal time for me. But I, it was a good, uh, it was illuminating on like uh, we have different schedules, big time, way yeah. different schedules. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, after mid, no, I turned to a pumpkin after ten. Mm-hmm. Now it, I used to stay up until like two in the morning. It was easy. It was nothing. But, uh, dude, the older I get, I want to go to bed early. Mm-hmm. And now I just, like, wake up early normally, too. You, you don't wake up early at all. So I actually shifted my sleeping schedule to where I go to bed normally around, like, 2 or 3 every morning. Right. And then, but I wake up around 10 or 11. But that's because I'm you normally. You a nighttime job. Exactly. I have nighttime stuff to do. Yeah. And plus, if I'm traveling, it makes it a lot safer for me. Right. As opposed to, like, okay, no, you need to make sure you wake up at 7. You wake up at 8. And it's like, okay. I can still, if it's shifted, I'm still getting all of the things I need done. Right. If I need to get things done, then I'll wake up earlier and I have no problem doing that. But I'm not waking up at like seven or eight because it just, it, whenever I drive, Ugh. it's very, it's very dangerous for me because I will fall asleep and I don't want to do that. So that makes it a lot easier for mm-hmm. me to, uh, to travel whenever I need to. Yeah. Uh, so late, lately I haven't been traveling as much, so it hadn't really been that much of a problem. Right. Uh, but like these past couple weekends, like I was... I was having to wake up early and, you know, things like that. So I would, I would shift my schedule accordingly, but I try to, I try to get eight hours of sleep every day. That's what you need. I think seven is good. Eight is best Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got eight hours of sleep last night. It was awesome. Felt really good. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) And don't worry about texting me late at night because I'm on do not disturb. So you, you're not messing me up at all. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. I had to do that because one of my clients, God love him. He sent me like 20 texts. I'm not being hyperbolic at like, Two in the morning. And so like I'm waking up to bing, 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 you know, and you're just like, I am going to kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I finally had to just put it on not do not disturb. And it's great. You have to, man. Your time is your time. I'm not disturbed. It's so annoying. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, I was gonna ask you a question, sort of sort of switch gears here. What and and this is something I heard, I think, on another podcast, but it was I thought it was a good question. What's something about you? that you wish other people knew already. Is that a, is that a good question? Is that a tough one? That is a tough one. Um, just know, I feel like people kind of do know this. Maybe once I tell them what I do, just know I'm going to be awkward Yeah, <laughs> and know that I'm okay with it. Right. Like sometimes we'll get into, you know, situations. Like I had a, a buddy, a new year's, we were over at Rick and Jack's and there was a waitress and my buddy was, I, I knew the waitress. It had been a long time since I've seen her. It was from like high school. So I, I was like, you know, I think I know who that is. My buddy's like, oh, I'm going to embarrass you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, good luck, buddy. <laughs> and so, it. yeah, he tried to. He was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's got to go to the gym after this. He can't get another drink. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, no, but that's cool. And I just like kept talking to him just like totally. And he turned around at me afterwards and was like, he tried everything he could to make it be as awkward as possible. Yeah. And it just, it just didn't happen. You got to be unembarrassable by this point. You get yeah. up on stage and, and metaphorically pull your pants down like mm-hmm. every day. 
day. So it's not a big, like, how are you going to embarrass me? Come on. Yeah. The only thing that really like gets me embarrassed and like makes me feel uncomfortable is like serious confrontation when people are like actually butting heads. Cause I'm like, okay guys, let's just, let's just take it down. And I'm like, I want to be the mediary and I'm like, cause I get both sides, but it's like, okay, sometimes y'all got to understand that. You both have your stances, but that doesn't mean the other person has to budge. So then whenever they go at it over the not budging stances, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. If I'm involved. If not, I'm like, let's fucking go. Popcorn time. Popcorn time. (laughs) Yeah. There's not a stance that I have, I think, that I'd like to get into a fight over. I'll be honest with you. Exactly. Uh, I'll just change my stance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I, I do it all the time. I mean, you, you have all these things that, like, you grow up and you're like, oh, I'm very much this. And mm-hmm. then, like, I, and it's militant. And I like these things. And if you don't like these things, then you're dumb. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And the older I get, I'm like, eh, you like what you like. You like care. what you like. Yeah. <laughs> I've really gotten to learn that through comedy. That's my thing. Like, some people will be like, Dude, you can't joke about that. And like, even if it is a sensitive subject and I'm like, no, you can joke about that. You just got to be funny about it. Right. But also like, it's okay for them to go up and talk about those things because there are things that you want to talk about that you're like, well, nobody, nobody wants to talk about this. Right. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah. But that that's exactly, it's, it's vice versa. What you're saying, how the other people are treating you. Right. So you have to be okay with everybody doing it. Like I'm a religious guy, but I, and there's people who make like religious jokes all the time. Sure. Yeah. And do I agree with them? No. Sometimes I find them funny because I get I get like the you know what they're trying to point For out sure. in the jokes. Yeah. So it's all about just like perspective and getting like okay I can still laugh you can still do your stuff I don't have to like it or anything and it doesn't bother me it doesn't have to bother you right and I just hate whenever people get so worked up about shit like that it's just jokes man it's just jokes, jokes. yeah it's just jokes because it's always the people who are like yeah anything's funny yeah and the people who are like the big time jokers and then they get upset about something I'm like you can't do that no you can't have your cake and eat it too yeah I'm sorry that don't work that way yeah. I was listening to Jimmy Carr talk about it. Do you know Jimmy Carr as oh, a comedian? He's very Jimmy dark, Carr. you know, casket humor type stuff, yeah. really dark. And uh, I was listening to him talk, uh, you know, he, he had done a show in front of a bunch of cancer patients and mm-hmm. stuff. And he was like, um, you know, <laughs> I, he said something about, uh, I've got to go. I, I don't have a lot of time. And he goes, oh, well, I have you know, more time than you. But his, but to his point, it was, it was okay because it's not the thing that's funny. We mm-hmm. can all agree that the thing doesn't have to be funny and, and isn't really, there's some serious parts to it, but the joke can be, and that's separate than the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the thing that we're making fun of. It's just the joke, you right. know? And I think that a lot of times that morbid, you know, humor or whatever, even if it's something you're going through, uh, it helps, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it's, it's better to laugh at something that maybe scares you or that you don't understand than have a, a you know, a more adverse reaction or something. And I think the biggest cowards in the world are those that get offended on someone else's behalf. Yeah. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like you say something, it has nothing to do with that person, but they're mad because they think somebody else might be upset. Mm-hmm. That is cowardice. Like, let's just stop that. Who cares? Who yeah, are you trying exactly. to impress? For sure. That's all that is. Yeah. I want a virtue signal that I can just hand over to them. And then it's a light up thing. And then everyone will know how virtuous they are. Mm-hmm. It's just a slow clap for everybody. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, man. That was one of the reasons why I deleted Twitter the first time I had it. And then yeah. I redownloaded it when Elon bought it. And right. I was like, this is this is going to be fun. And, uh, so I, I was like, I was on it for two days and now rarely I get on it. 
every time I get on, I just see a meme Elon Musk posts, and I'm like, it's kind of funny that yeah. this guy is posting memes. You know, <laughs> the billionaire has just got nothing else to do with his time. Yeah, he's just he's <laughs> just enjoying being on the spectrum and being one of the coolest guys on the planet, and Great. I love it. Yeah, no. I wish I was him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I could I could do with a billion. You yeah, know? just okay. a cool billion. Okay, if you, I do want to get back in because you asked me the question about what are my goals with stand up. Yeah, let's I have hear a follow up question for you, mm-hmm. but I, this question pops into my head first. If you could have dinner with somebody dead or alive, I would. It would be alive. Okay, because it'd be gross if they were dead. Okay, yeah. Wait, well, is that the question? You're going to eat them? alive? I choose alive. You're going to eat them alive? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, I gotta go. How long um, have they been dead? Let's, let's start over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, yeah, you could have anybody throughout history, dead yep. or alive. You get a dinner with one person. Oh. Who you picking? Oh man, um, <laughs> for me, it would have to be like a famous uh, artist or something. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, I, I think Salvador Dali is an interesting character. I would have loved to have had dinner with him, just for whatever weird stuff would happen in that time. Uh, so that would be deceased and then alive i would oh man i guess i guess i'd probably like to have dinner with the incoming president for 2024 whoever Mm -hmm. that would end up being i think it would be a fascinating dinner to see where they plan on taking the country you want to have dinner with kanye west i want to have dinner (laughs) the birthday party yeah (laughs) obviously yeah (laughs) i thought it was birthday clothes That's why I'm not wearing anything. Dude, I didn't understand the birthday party at first. I like it didn't it just whoosh, well over my head. I was like, what's a birthday? And then it tells oh, a birthday party. I get it. I get it. that's funny. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Actually, I don't get it. What is Okay, so there is a Republican Party uh-huh. and a Democratic Party, and Kanye ran on the birthday party. Okay. And gotcha. I think. I mean, that's I th- I want to say I read that somewhere. If I'm wrong. Feel free, somebody in the comments. You yeah, tell one me about of our 20,000 viewers. Please let <laughs> yeah. us know. Exactly. Whoever stumbled upon this uh, late at night in, on an, an accidental <laughs> uh, drug-fueled hate, yeah. uh, tell us if we're wrong. I yeah. promise. We're really on the screen. This is not, this is not part of the trip. We're nope. really here, guys. It's real. It's all yeah. real. Um, so, okay. Wait, did you answer the question, though, of where you wanted to go with it? or No, I asked... I didn't the, think so. We just we went with a different one. Yeah, okay. I asked you okay. that question because I wanted to ask... I wanted to answer that question. Oh, good. Because I have a good answer for this. Okay, All let's right. hear it. I would want to have dinner with the first, like, big-named pirate, Henry Avery. Ah. Do you know who this is? No, I've never heard of him. Okay. I fucking hate whenever podcasts like, have you, do you know what this is? Yeah. And they're like, no, dude, tell me. Like, it's obviously <laughs> fake. This is not fake. This is not scripted. This I actually scripted. don't. No, yeah. you could fill libraries with the things that I don't know. <laughs> and they have. <laughs> and you know what? I have no idea what's in them. I'm not, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. big they're going to be, but probably pretty big. Could be nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so Henry Avery. Yeah. So the golden age of piracy was from 1718 to 1726. Six, I believe it's, okay. it's it's not it's not that long. Even though we accredit like these this, it's kind of like the old west. Like everyone's like, oh, right. the old west was like this vast period because we have encore westerns and grit TV that plays them nonstop. Yeah, it's like no, it was only like maybe ten to fifteen years. Oh, so it's okay, a very okay. small period, as opposed to like the samurai period, which lasted for you know from like the. Uh, 
like the 1200s or way before that all the way up until like the late 1900s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I could go into depth on samurais too, but that'll be the next podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Samurais. <laughs> We're cutting it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess what you did there. Uh, <laughs> I actually had an old joke. I, I do. I get all over the place. I had this old joke where I'd say, Hey, what did the, uh, what did the Japanese soldier order at the deli? You got, I don't know. I fucked up the joke, but the, <laughs> the punch, the punchline is like, it's Hamurai. Ah, yeah, it's like, that's a favorite. Okay. Yeah, I it's like a it. Samurai. That's awesome. Uh, anyway. So Henry Avery was, uh, so what fueled the pirates was that there was a bunch of Spanish ships full of gold that crashed. And this is actually after that. That's what fueled any anyway, dude. I'm going all over the place. Okay. <laughs> Henry Avery was a pirate. People only really know the name. They don't even know if he was a real person or not. Oh, like William Shakespeare. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't like the, uh, it was like 1698 was when this happened. Mm. And so there was a ship that he was on and they, people would get contracted out on ships and then sometimes they wouldn't be paid. And so he like revolted. They killed the captain. They took over the ship and then they became pirates. So they were going all throughout like India and all of that. Well, they had. Uh, the Grand Mogul was like the the Pope of the Muslim faith in India. Oh, okay, okay. So he was like one of the richest people in the world. And they had a ship called the Gunsway. And the Gunsway had what was equivalent to $400 million worth of like jewels and stuff because they were on a pilgrimage to India to, uh, to like, you know, give that up mm-hmm. uh, to God. And so they had a very much smaller ship. And two things happened that allowed them to take this ship because the, the Gunsway was like one of the deadliest ships on the planet. Okay. And so their ship, they were, they were attacking and they because he was able to get like a bunch of different pirates together, like Thomas Pugh. And so he was like, created like the first like council of pirates uh. with people. So they, his ship, one of their cannons hit the main mast on the Gunsway, which like totally knocked them out. They couldn't move. And then one of their cannons on the gunsway exploded. So they nice. they were, got on. Story has it that he fell in love with the mogul's granddaughter. They got married on the ship. Then they travel. They, they're, they're like the first people to like know to, to travel like near uh, Antarctica. Okay. And like see some of the creatures there because everybody was looking for them, but they had no idea. They went down south and then they made their way back up to the Bahamas. They sold off their, their ship that they had. And old boy was never heard from again. Nice. So they have no idea where all the, the, the closest thing they found, there were seven pirates that they found in new England mm-hmm. where they, uh, they were tried because they'd been caught with like a lot of the jewels and stuff in their, in oh. their coats and stuff. And so they were tried, they were tried the first time they didn't get, uh, convicted. Yeah. And then, but there was one guy who pleaded guilty. The rest pleaded non-guilty. The second time around, they found like another way to try them, even though they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And then the sec, the guy pleaded not guilty again. And he, he was the only one who didn't hang. All the rest of them hung. Oh, wow. And so then, like, somebody says that they thought they saw the Grand Mogul's great da- granddaughter in England one time. And she was like, I'm going to, um, I forget the name of it. But they think there was, like, a pirate haven made in Madagascar. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so, so, so she no, was escaping to go meet her husband who had all of the money or most of the uh, money. Uh, yeah, a good bit of the money. Yeah. Wow. So nobody has any idea where he went and That's is awesome. the largest recorded heist in history. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I would think the biggest heist is taxes, but that's, that's just true. Me. Yeah, that's yes. Ayo, <laughs> history is written by the victors, brother. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what we're seeing. Yeah. So, if if you were around during that time, would you have been a pirate? And if so, what would your pirate name be? <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, Take your time. Oh, man, I, I would not want to be a pirate because okay. they lived a dirty ass lifestyle. For sure, but they were free, so they were some of the first people to do like yeah. um, to have like a democracy, right? Because they would create like these packs of democracy on their ship, and they had like voting for the captain and everything. Mm-hmm. Because they saw what was happening with like you know the kings and everything, and they were like, "We don't want to do that, so we'll be our own leaders." Kind of early democracy type stuff. Exactly. That's yeah. cool. Okay, right on. Um, so, man, if I was a pirate. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'd have a peg leg. Okay. Um, I also thought you would have a peg leg. I don't know why, but yeah, for sure. I would have an eye patch and and I would keep both my legs. Nice. But I'd have a hook that wasn't real. I would hold it with this hand Mm -hmm. so that people would think that I had a hook hand, but I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It would be normal. Yeah. And it would switch each time and I would never talk about it. Switch the the eye patch. (laughs) Yeah. My eyes are fine. Yeah. For sure. Like, where'd you get that hook from? You're like, Party City. <laughs> and the other part's like, don't mention the hook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just swapped hands. Like, don't I look at him like, dead in the face, what hook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love history, man. Uh, you bring more history stories. That is, that's fascinating to me. Um, and in the vein, may I, may I also share with you my favorite story from history as well? Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, this would have been around the, t- uh, just before the Mexican American war, which I think, so maybe 1740s, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, pre independence, I think if I'm wrong on this, you let me know. So we were not at war with Mexico at this time. I must stress that. However, Commodore Tack Jones, uh, was reading in a Mexican newspaper. He had his ship and two other ships armed to the teeth, and he was reading in a Mexican newspaper where they announced that we were at war with Mexico. And so he, you know, obviously just took it at face value. He's like, all right, we're at war. So he took his three warships to, I believe, Monterey, California, which was uh, a Mexican fort Mm -hmm. at the time, and uh, just showed up. And, uh, you know, about 45 very confused Mexican guys were just like, what are you doing here? And not one shot was fired. They walked in. They took over everything. The Mexican guys were just like, you serious? You guys? Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't even care. You yeah. know? Uh, and uh, they realized after they took over the fort that nobody was coming to fight them. And they were just like, well, it's very quiet. Why is it so quiet? And then they realized, oh, my God, we're not at war with Mexico we've done something really bad, you know? And so my favorite thing is they, at the end, they give the flag back to the Mexicans Mm -hmm. and then they haul it up the flagpole. They salute it and they got in their ships. and (laughs) left. left. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It was, I don't know. It's just one of my favorite stories. I I feel like that's like, like you, like you go on vacation and you're like, Oh dude, we're, we're really going on vacation because we have this one restaurant we really want to go to. Yeah. And then you show up and they're just closed. Like, <laughs> Fuck. That's my luck at every restaurant, by the way, if, even if it is open, whatever I'm excited about on the menu, mm-hmm. they don't have it anymore. We actually got a new menu yep. with Seriously. a new chef. Everything's vegan and gluten free. I'm telling you, it doesn't even surprise me anymore, dude. Honestly, like we, I'll, I'll say something. I'll look at the menu and be like, Oh, that looks nice. Mm-hmm. 
And my wife will just look at me and go, I go, yeah, they probably <laughs> won't have it. And the second I order it, the waitress goes, well, and we just, we all start laughing because it's me every time. Yeah. Whatever I like is, is not going to be there. I don't know why. Welcome to being a man. Uh, yeah. Just, you, you always want something and you're most likely never going to get it. Um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that, well, very seldom. And uh, I'm going to go cry for a minute. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, so what are your upcoming gigs? What, what are you excited about? I'm working on booking some stuff right now. I don't really have much uh, early February, but um, I got booked. I'm doing a show in Pensacola. Oh, cool. Uh, in March. So that'll be fun. Um, I've got, um, March is going to be a huge month cause I've got that show in Pensacola. We're doing stone drunk sober again the next day. So I got to drive back oh, wow. for that next weekend. I've got Neil Rubenstein who's come through before fantastic comic. Uh, and then I've got two comics that are coming the next day, Karen Feehan and Aaron Putnam. Okay. Uh, Karen's rise to fame. She's fr- she's from New York. I think they both are. Uh, but she made over a million dollars on OnlyFans last year. Oh, that was the one you're talking about. Yes. Okay, yeah. Dude, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and that was before I knew she was a comic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm subscribed, but I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy, too? Yeah, Hell what yeah. Is, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, but I got them coming out. Um, and just trying to travel more, man. Because I'm telling you, dude, just being... I told you before we started, like, my fire for comedy has been yeah. reignited because I've been traveling more. Because I've spent pretty much the past six months not doing anything besides shows in Lake Charles. Oh. I've done a couple things, like, outside of it, but they were, like, roast battle or the ghost roast and stuff. So it wasn't... Like, I wasn't performing my material and, like, networking with new comedians and people I hadn't met before. Right. And so that's what I've done these past two weekends. And I'm like, dude, this is... This is, it's so possible to do what I'm doing because, and I've never felt this way before. I've always tried to be more like, more like, yeah, everybody's got their own thing, but some of these, and this is going to sound conceited, but dude, like I, I know that I'm better than some of these people yep. that are getting some of these bookings. Okay. And that's awesome. Yeah. And I know that, I know that I can be better than what I am because I'm seeing what I'm at and I'm like, okay, but so it's like some of it, it's like seeing it like the stages of where they are and I'm like, okay, so that's probably where I was at their stage yeah. and now I've gotten better. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so I can help see some of that progress. Um, but then also just being around a lot of people who were just so good at it and so quick. Right. And uh, I was talking to Jay Moody on Monday. We were talking before the shout ghost out to Jay. shout out to Jay and, uh, he came up to me afterwards. He was like, dude, I've never seen you this quick before. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've, I've seen you be quick before and it's not funny, but I've seen <laughs> you, but like you were just like, everything you were saying was like on point and yeah. hilarious. And I was like, thank you, man. And so it's like, so just being around those kind of people just like, it motivates me. Cause it's like iron sharpens iron. Sure. And so that, that's my thing is my goals, my goals for this year. I want to do 50 podcasts. Nice. I want to do that. Like post different ones or episodes, episodes, 50 okay. episodes. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's 50 Chuck stars, if it's 50, like it just needs to be 50 in total. Yeah. I'm down for like 15. Okay. Per, that's yeah, thanks. That's <laughs> You're going to have to make that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time I can only go, you know, one or two rounds and that's, you know, between a few days. Who have you been talking to? <laughs> just myself <laughs> okay. in the mirror. Um, <laughs> I love you. You're pretty. <laughs> you got this. You got this. I'm just like Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> in a Nightcrawler when he like slams the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was a good movie. Such that a was great a good movie. movie. Oh my yeah. god! 
Uh, talk about make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you will not yet. Yeah, no, you'll score. It's a squirmy one for it sure. Is. Yeah, it is. So uh, back to the comedy real quick. Um, you're doing these booked gigs, which is awesome. How much time are you getting uh, while you're up there? You're doing how many minutes? So right now, and I've been, I've been listening to some podcasts uh, about this booker in, uh, he owns a club in Tempe, Arizona. And so I'm trying to figure out like the, the best way to like explain who, what I am at, at my level. Mm-hmm. So I, I can knock out a really good host set, uh, just because that's what I've been doing for the past four years. Sure. So I've got a good host set. I know how to reel the crowd in, uh, get them hyped up for the next person. That's probably where my strongest is right now. Right okay. now I'm working on being a really good feature act. Um, so I've got a buddy of mine, T Ray. He's, he's a headliner. He's been doing comedy Trey. for a long time. You're right. It's pronounced Trey. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh T Ray, T Ray opened for, for Theo Vaughn on his no offense Netflix special. That's a big deal. Big deal. That's man. huge. Yeah. Way to go. Trey. So yeah. Good job. Trey. <laughs> sorry. Trey Bergeron. <laughs> Um, but super funny guy. And yeah. so I'm working, I'm working with him right now to get us booked to where he's the headliner and I'm doing a featured set. Okay. So that's doing like from 15 to 20 minutes, which I've got. Yep. And I, I know I can do, but it, the more that I do those types of sets, right. the better I'm going to get at them. That's right. why I'm so good at doing a host set. Like I said, it's because that's literally all I do and all I have been doing for like every week, pretty much for the past, you know, few years. Sure. That's so, second nature now. You don't even have to think exactly, about that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you inevitably working up to the hour? That's I, I listen to a lot of comedic podcasts. Everybody yeah. talks about you know they're working up to an hour or whatever, and how long it mm-hmm. takes to build a solid hour. Uh, is that I mean the eventual goal is to have a full hour and then do a special or like yeah that's 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 eventually the goal. My so back to my like big time. So for this year, my comedy goals are fifty podcasts, sure. fifty Jacob talks, the street interviews that I do, yep. and then fifty. I want to do fifty shows, book shows that I am not producing, which I think is very possible. So sure. I've got like a list in my phone now and I'm starting to like tag all of those things. Nice. Um, so my, and, but then my, like my big time goals is like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be like Dave Chappelle famous. That's just not what appeals to me. Okay. What appeals to me is like, I, I'll be touring and doing like a hundred nights, at least a hundred nights a year. Yep. Uh, two shows a weekend, something like that. Um, and, and, and traveling and doing headlining sets. That's what, and having like a successful podcast and a following right. and then creating some type of unique show. Like, uh, and I know, uh, Russell, Russell Peterson has kind of has this, but you know, I do enjoy DJing. I'm not the best at it, but yeah. what I'd like to do is incorporate some type of like where I put on a comedy show and then afterwards we just have a party afterwards nice. at, either at that venue or at some place around it. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's like, those are my goals. I want to have like a, a, a steady following, and I want to have, I just want to be able to do podcasts like this where I'm interviewing people that I enjoy Sure, having that, you know, funded by advertisements and then, uh, just being able to tour, uh, doing headlining sets, doing festivals, just constantly being in the field. Dude, this, this right. past weekend was just so much fun. Was it the crowd reaction? I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. what was it that lit the fire? Was it, was it just something that happened or was it like a specific interaction or? It's it's meeting all of these other comics. Oh yeah, I'm because sure. yeah. as I meet all these, it's just like, I mean, it's like you go to like like you're in real estate, so you go to like a real estate meetup, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, like you see, there's some of those people who are like, you know, they're going to be gone within like the next year or so. Yeah, like yeah, they, true. Either, either they just don't have it, whether it's with like their or their. For me, it's like either they don't have it with their material, or they just haven't found out who they are yet. And right. it's like, okay, how long can you last until you can figure it out? 
or and, quit and, or quit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's like meeting, I just, just meeting other people who are like-minded mm-hmm. and like have either some of the same goals or just like super funny that they inspire me. Right. And so I think that's really, that's really what it comes down to is, is I've been meeting so many other people that just inspire me to be better. Yeah. Cause my main goal is I, I don't want to be the best in the world, but I want to be the best of who I am. Yeah. And so that, that's like, that's the main goal. Do you feel like other comics are welcoming to you or other comics Mm -hmm. and, and do they, you know, um, welcome the banter and when, and are they open generally with, um, you know, criticism, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, or, or how is that, how is that dealing with other comedians? It depends on how well you know them. Yeah. And so I've always prided myself on being the kind of person that like the people who are hard to like become friends with. Right. I've always been able to be that person to become friends with them. And I think it's because of like my hard work and because it's I I enjoy like because the best way to do it is just like do your material. And so if someone's like, hey, you know, oh, you're you're from this place. I want to get booked on your show. And like, hey, you should come out and do my show. It's like, okay, but are you a good comic? And then I want you to see that I'm a good comic. Right. So if you offer that to me, I don't feel like I've earned it. Yeah. Based off of just like the things that, you know, other people would say about me. Like, I want to go up on stage and you see me and you're like, okay, he is a good comic. Not just a nice guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm also a booker and I know that. Like, I only want to book people who I know are good comics and I think are going to do well um, on my shows because yeah. that's like, that's my baby. And that's, it's, it's what I've built myself around. It's like I'm providing good shows. Mm-hmm. So I want, I want other people who are also trying to provide that. Right. Because that fuels me to be better and it's going to make more people want to come back to my shows. Yeah. So, I mean, that is like a business aspect of it as well, but it's like, man, I just want to be the best. And so I only want to be around people who want to be the best as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, I want, I mean, I want to be the best at what I do. I think that's, that's a good drive, man. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't reach the the best, I think just the desire to do it is mm-hmm. going to leave you somewhere higher than you would have before. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, I'll switch gears again. Uh, Lake Charles is experiencing what feels like to me a revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out at there. We had a, a food network truck, mm-hmm. uh, food truck competition uh, Monday and Tuesday of this week. And just going out there, I felt proud of my city. All of a sudden. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. I drove by yesterday or two Dude, days ago. I, could, yeah. I didn't stop because the lines were too long. It's I was too starving. long. Exactly. But that's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's what you want. Bring more of that, Lake Charles. Mm-hmm. Like that, not just like that specific event, but that energy. I I mean, if we could take that energy and apply it to local business mm-hmm. or, or, you know, um, and, and have that consistently, we'd be unstoppable. Absolutely. Uh, I love the direction that Lake Charles is going right now with the development on the lakefront, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I think <clears throat> all of this is just going to help everybody, mm-hmm. you know, including the comedy scene. You're going to have a lot more people coming in because it's more interesting, you mm-hmm. know, um, even just the even just the Children's Museum. You know, the people that designed it also designed the Knock Knock in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And that brings in. I want to say just as much traffic as like LSU football games. 
that kind really? of stuff. It's, it's a lot of traffic that that brings in. And so having it right there on the interstate and having it so cool looking, I really feel like it's going to pull more people off the interstate, which is only going to help our area. I agree, man. Cause for the longest time, it was just the old ass, uh, the parking garage from O'Hara's where, you know, right. Guys would go to secretly blow each other. Exactly. You know, <laughs> This is a true story. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard this from a buddy oh, no, of mine. They've caught people doing that. Real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, like prostitute doing? stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Luckily, there's very few of that going on now. Yeah. It's harder to find, unfortunately. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. No, I'm just kidding. I know. I know. We've got, once again, guys, uh, we have another podcast coming on after this that's only going to be available on Patreon. That's so. right. <laughs> it's called I'm Sorry, Mom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I'm excited about Lake Charles. And, and honestly, I don't know if it's just early in the year, if the weather's just been especially nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I've got I've got great hopes for this town, man. Uh, Muller's is an old building um, that's right by I think it's on Division and Ryan Street. They're mm-hmm. going to be putting in an antique store in there with multiple booths and stuff like that. Nice. So you've got awesome um, individuals in town that have these really cool stores that I believe they're all, you know, a lot of them will be in that one spot. Awesome. Which is fantastic. Bring more to downtown mm-hmm. is what I say. There's so much of downtown that's just empty. It's a treasure that we are just not using correctly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think with all of the development happening, maybe it'll be more supportive of businesses. You know, I think that mm-hmm. was the problem in the past is just not enough draw, you know, and, and, and if there is draw, then it's just like that once a month or once a quarter type of thing where you just go right. see a particular band or whatever. But uh, no, I love that. It's just coming up, man. I think it's, it's vibrant and fun and I'm proud of our town. Me too, dude. Yeah. I think it's, I think it'll help uh, knock down our number one export, which is our people. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so sad. It is so sad. <laughs> Used to just be meth. Now it's yeah. people and meth. Yeah, now we're fitting all these good people <laughs> into town, which is great. Yeah. Because uh, that's what you want. Like, you want the creative people to stay behind and be able to grow these kind of things. That's right. That's right. Um, and then just so many of those people who are creative and, like, have a future and, like, could do something, they're like, why the fuck would I stay here? Sure. I'm just going to go to Austin or Houston or yeah. Baton Rouge or somewhere else. Well, there's something to be said for being a big fish in a small pond, too, though. Correct. You know, you can go there. You can do all that. But then you are one of a kajabillion. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, you know, as far as comedians go specifically, since that's what we're talking about, you're one of, like, four. People are right. going to know who you are. You know what I mean? So... I, while I do love the big cities and I'm not hating on anybody that left to go do whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. I think that they're missing out on, on some real small town relationship type stuff that I, I find, uh, beautiful and awesome about this area. You know, I like that it's a, how's your mom in them type of, mm-hmm. of area, uh, where you, you go, where'd you go to school and you don't mean college, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, what, what high school did you go to? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you may not have gone to college, but you know, it's just, I like that, you know? Um, so anyway, that's just me going on about our town because I really enjoy it. it. It is nice. I agree with you, man. It's nice. And I'm, I'm very excited as well because uh, that'll mean just like bigger things for us. Because I mean, dude, even still, because I think one of the reasons why like people do go to like the bigger town is because it is harder to get something started here, True. especially after the past couple of years with the hurricanes and then COVID and everything. So no doubt. I get it. Yep. But it's, it, there's definitely, Lake Charles does have a nice appeal to it with yeah. that small town stuff, like you're saying. So it's very, it's very plausible to have it grow into something nice if people just stay consistent with it. Right. And, and I see Lake Charles people right now, especially the ones that have been here for at least pre-COVID, 
as, and that are still here Mm -hmm. at pre hurricanes, all that. Um, those are my soldiers, dude. Like Mm -hmm. to me, like those are the people, the, the, um, the reduction, you know how, when you make a a sauce and you reduce Mm -hmm. and you're left with this really good, strong product. I think that's what we have in this town. Absolutely. The the people that stayed are, are a strong product. They're, they're a strong and resilient folks. So I, I'm excited. I think they're going to use that strength to build on and and make something that that was even better than it would have been before. Mm-hmm. You know what? What are you most excited for? What would you most like to see in Lake Charles? Um, I really love lakefront development. I really would. I feel like a boardwalk with more businesses on it mm-hmm. would be the best use of our best natural resource. Okay. Um, in addition to that, I feel like bigger acts coming into town as far as like, if we could book, you know, big shows, uh, mm-hmm. big concerts, that kind of thing. And I think it's gearing more towards that. I think that's probably what part of the event center, the used to be the civic center is they want to change the name, bring in bigger acts, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw they're bringing in the, um, uh, I'm going to butcher the name, the Shun, Shun Yu. Shin Yu. Shin yeah. Yu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that girl has spent about a billion dollars on advertising. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to make any money. Yeah. After, <laughs> I swear to God, every time I turn on my freaking computer, Shin Yu trying to tell me to go see her. Yeah. I don't want to, Shin Yu. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but no, I'm excited. I am excited. It's nothing bad about Shin Yu. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, you know, I'm kind of tired of seeing the ads. Yeah. <laughs> good Lord. I've always seen it in like Houston and stuff. And I'm a big fan of like, you know, Asian culture and like like I've studied a lot about Japan. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. And I've just found like the culture so fascinating, especially like the samurai and the stoicism. Right. uh, Studying like the art of war um, or which I mean, of course, it's Chinese, but um, just I I find all of that very fascinating because you have two different ideologies really that stem from like the West and the East. Okay. And so the East is more like, uh, we're, yeah, we're the East. No, we're not. No. We're the West. Okay, yeah, we're the West. Yep. The West, it's just like two very different, like what a lot of the philosophies are built on. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the philosophies of the West are like finding things outside of yourself or like finding something bigger than yourself to like, you know, go towards. Uh, right. that's, that's a lot of like religion and stuff. But then the, uh, the East... Yeah. Correct. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> Where am I? Grand Lake's coming out. Uh, <laughs> The, As the crow flies, yonder way, you yeah. know. <laughs> the East is more about like finding inner peace. Yeah. And so I don't think it's one or the other that is better, but I like I like being able to pull from both of them mm-hmm. in order to help. That's what's helped me out the most. So like, you know, um, my mind just went blank. I like uh, Eastern religions, like mm-hmm. uh, philosophies, Buddhism, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I yeah. find that Buddhism is most in line with my natural uh, way of thinking anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, I agree with you and not mm-hmm. that I necessarily feel like I'm a Buddhist, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of great, um, uh, philosophies and, you know, yeah. ways of thinking that are beneficial. Mm-hmm. There's sure. so much more that you can learn right. from, from both sides that can help you out as a person. Um, a lot of it I think stems from any time I'm in a situation and I'm like, okay, how, how should I play out in this situation? Yeah. I always think about Bruce Lee's like go with the flow. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what, what feels comfortable with me right now that I know is going to help advance me as opposed to like going against the grain of things just, and so it's like, why go against the grain? So a lot of like, uh, like I'll do that a lot in conversation or even whenever I'm doing stand up and like, if if somebody says something, my immediately thought 
my immediate thought is like, okay, is there some way that I can go with this mm-hmm. that like would be a good like crowd interaction or, you know, something to like, you know, keep them quiet or that would be funny. And if not ignore it, just go, go the yeah. other way and just keep doing your material. So it's like being able to like, like stop and pause in that moment. It's so weird. Cause it's like time stops mm-hmm. and like my brain goes real quick and it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, what, what's the next move here? Which way is the river flowing? Can right. I come up with something? No. Okay. Then just keep doing your stuff. Do what or, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and just, and just go with the flow with it. That's all. Awesome. So I've found that that definitely has helped me out the most. Just having like more of a stoic mindset towards okay. things. Yeah. 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 Not, not being ruled by emotion, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. No, yeah. I'm all about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Shin, you taught you all that? Shin, you did. I'm going to go then, I guess. her billboards in Houston. (laughs) She has that one leg up in the air and she's doing like a... She's so talented. I don't know know what's happening, but I can't do that. I can barely get a 90 degree angle with my leg when I pick it up. That's right. (laughs) Well, keep working on it and uh, we'll keep the listeners posted on your on your success there. Yeah. Perfect. That works. <laughs> All right, guys, this is it for us for today. Uh, this was another episode of Chuck stars. You got anything you want to add? Uh, follow Lake Charles comedy, follow Lake Charles comedy and we love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>